0: to bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, wonderful human being. How are you doing today? I hope that you're doing amazing. Uh, It's such a pleasure and a privilege to be back with you i feel like i have just been through the ringer going to the parliament of world religions um, then going to disclosure fest in washington dc i've just landed back and oh my goodness what a whirlwind i have so much to share um, good bad ugly everything in between it's going to be a lot of work Um, i saw a lot of incredible things i see a lot of things that i need to address um, on both sides of that coin so it's going to be a lot of work and uh, i'm just excited to get to it so i feel a little bit worn out but I am excited to be with you because we have an incredible episode for you we have Grace Smith and this one we go into everything that you need to know about hypnosis so we cover a ton um, in this episode and um, what do we like we go into a lot we go into uh, hypnosis for kids Grace's new book the origins of hypnosis being in ancient Egypt I never I never knew about that I, I knew about a couple other studies um, animal magnetism why hypnosis works Works, um, how hypnosis works, uh, what are some myths, um, some uses for hypnosis. So if you don't use hypnosis, you should. It's something that I learned a long time ago and I've been using uh, since my teenage years. It's a simple and easy way to program your mind. Self-hypnosis is super easy to use. So I broke this up into two parts. You're going to love this episode. If you like it, share it with your friends. That helps. Um, leave a review in iTunes. That, that really helps as well. Um, and the best and most important thing that you can do is to do an act of kindness. Um, but I just want to thank so much, I don't even know what this name is it's like Lil Hop or something um, and they wrote a review and it just says best podcast Matt's podcast has been one of my favorites his topics are intriguing and his energy for his subjects are contagious I've learned so much from his episodes and love what he says about doing an act of kindness today for people I also include animals in that as well so do I I love animals um, great show makes long drives go by quickly thank you Matt so thank you so much for leaving that um, review it means a lot it inspires other people to listen to the show Um, But the best thing you can do is an act of kindness today. If not three acts of kindness, take the kindness challenge, which is three kind acts a day for a week. Go out of your way to do it and don't tell anybody. So um, that's it. If you guys want to sign up for the email list at mattbelair.com, stay up to date. Go forward slash lucid dreaming and you get a free lucid dreaming uh, ebook and guided meditation. Um, What else? If you want some coaching, just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Check out Zen Athlete. Uh, Check out David Lone Bear's work, lonebearsarts.com. And uh, just thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode and supporting the show. I love and appreciate you. Um, you can also go to patreon.com. Thank you so much to those of you who support me on Patreon. It goes a long way, especially when I'm like, okay, I got to go to the Parliament of World Religions. It'll all work itself out. Um, and, and your support really goes a long way. So thank you so much to Nasty Nate and to all of my uh, people who've contributed, who've shared an episode, who've left a comment, who supported in some way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, all right, let's get into this episode. But before we do, let's just come to a powerful state of peace and coherence. And all you need to do is just take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just feel yourself relax from the tip of your head to the tip of your toes, relaxing deeper and deeper, feeling fully relaxed as you let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, just relaxing totally and completely now, taking in another deep breath in through your nose holding that breath as you relax deeper and deeper and just allow yourself to feel totally confident and allow all these feelings of confidence of self worth of peace and of ease to just to begin flow through you as you let that breath out slowly with all the negativity all the criticisms all the things you're anxious about just letting them go now Taking in one more deep breath in through your nose, just feeling yourself grow even more confident, even more centered, even more at peace, even more connected with yourself and spirit and the universe, and just letting that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. And there you go. That was like a little mini hypnosis. That's what those are. Just a little guided experience. So, all right, we're ready to get into this incredible part one. I know you're going to enjoy it, so let's get into it with Grace Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Mastermind Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a world-renowned hypnotherapist and founder of both Grace Space, your virtual hypnotherapist, and Grace Method Hypnotherapy School. She started off as a skeptic, but when hypnosis transformed her life, and shortly thereafter the lives of her loved ones, she made it her mission to make hypnosis mainstream. Her private clients include celebrities, CEOs, professional athletes, and government officials. Her keynote speeches and workshops have taken her to Aussie Fest with Hillary Clinton, Procter & Gamble, Summit Live, Women Empowerment Expo, Verizon, and others. She has been featured in Marie Claire, Forbes, InStyle, MindBodyGreen, The Hollywood Times, and more. After hypnotizing millions of people on a hit show in Brazil, her segment went viral, leading to regular television appearances and a large following for her daily stress relief hypnosis live streams. She has just released her first book on self-hypnosis, Close Your Eyes, Get Free. Welcome to the show, Grace <laughs> Smith.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so yeah. excited to be here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, me too. As I was saying at the beginning, um, I came across your work a while ago. And um, the first thing I thought was like, hooray, somebody is like, kind of like passing the torch and still talking about this. Because why is it not mainstream yet? Why is this? Why aren't people using this? (laughs) You know, it works really well. I
1: completely agree. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So well, why don't we begin with a little bit about your story and like who you are, and then we'll dive into everything else. Awesome.
1: So when it comes to hypnosis, I never in a hundred million years would have thought that this would be my career, that I would be on this mission to make hypnosis mainstream. I definitely wasn't a little girl, you know, dreaming about talking to people with their eyes closed in dimly lit rooms with Himalayan salt lamps. Like that was not where I thought I was headed. Um, But essentially, you know, my, my whole life, I wanted to make an impact in a big way ever since I was little. And I ended up studying human rights in school, thinking I might go that route and, you know, work for the UN or become an attorney or something like that and help humanity on a large scale, Um, a human rights lawyer type of a thing. And what I found was in school, I was so frustrated by the fact that all we really were studying was ideas. Nobody was implementing. It was like, let's read this Theory about how this way of helping humanity won't work and then 10 rebuttals and still do nothing while people continue to suffer. And I was frustrated by that. Um, So my first job out of college was to go into large-scale fundraising. I thought, you know, if I can raise $300 million for a new hospital wing, that's going to be making an impact in a big way. And what I found was that it was, again, a whole lot of bureaucracy and that even though day-to-day what I did sound good on paper, really what I was was a glorified salesperson. And I never was around when that money went to good use. It was always, you know, five, 10 years out in the future and things can change. Not to mention it was 2008. So it was the peak of the recession. People were losing their jobs, losing their pensions, losing their retirement, and I was out there, you know, asking for these large sums of money, which people were not giving. So every day, my and my teammates' jobs were on the chopping block, and I started to develop anxiety in a way that I never had before, and I had no coping mechanisms, no healthy coping mechanisms, but what I did turn to was drugs and alcohol. That was in my early 20s, the thing that everybody seemed to be doing in order to relieve their stress. Um, Luckily for me, it got out of control super fast, which is awesome. So that by the time I was 24 years old, I was lucky enough to get sober, which was just such a blessing, but at the time felt like hell. Um, And six months into my sobriety, I wanted to quit smoking. And I tell you all this, Matt, because if someone had said to me, why don't you try hypnosis to quit smoking six months prior, I would have just laughed in their face and been like, what, clucking chickens and swinging watches and mind control creepiness? No. But I had been so humbled by this experience of thinking I was going to change the world in this way and being wrong and thinking I would make an impact in this way and being wrong and then being under so much stress and fear and then trying you know, to destroy my body to get rid of it. And none of that working and being so humbled by it all that I said, I don't have all the answers. I need help. And I'm willing to listen to other people. And because I'd been through all that when someone suggested hypnosis, I went for one session. I still went with my arms like this, crossed, not believing it would work, but still said, what do I have to lose? And I quit smoking in one session. And immediately I said, this is a human rights issue. Why does anybody have lung cancer? Why does anybody have emphysema? Why did I think this was going to be creepy when it was the most relaxing, non-invasive, empowering thing I've ever experienced? Experienced And most importantly, the most effective. So that got me on my journey. I wasn't yet ready to quit corporate. I'll tell you what got me to that next step next, but that's how I found hypnosis. And that's really the catalyst for why I'm here now.
0: Wow. Well, I love that story. Well, now keep going. Tell me about corporate.
1: So I wasn't, I was, I was very intrigued. You know, I said, what is this thing? What is the subconscious? Why was this so powerful? And I was intrigued enough to get a certification, but not yet sold on blowing up my whole life and getting rid of my career that I'd worked so hard to grow and, you know, be, becoming a hypnotherapist yet. But what happened was, In my certification training, I overcame my fear of public speaking. I had had it for years and years and years, and it had been getting worse and worse and worse. And even though I quit smoking in one session, I I overcame my fear of public speaking in about 10, which was still unbelievably rapid, to the point where I then was able to be uh, the lead singer in an all-girl rock band, (laughs) which was like a dream come true. And it was so much fun. So I, I still was like, okay, how could this thing work for smoking and singing in a rock band? Like, how are those things related and who else can I help with this? So I had a certification, but just was on the side, helping people with various little things. Their nail biting or, you know, when I say little things, I don't even mean little. I mean, these are things that people have been dealing with their whole lives, but to me, they didn't seem, I don't know, so life-shatteringly intense yet that I was willing to, again, give up my career. So things like nail-biting, overcome fear of flying, and, and things like that. But then one day, early on, I was asked to help a man named Alexandre. And he was a UN peacekeeping ambassador in Syria. And this man was a warrior. His whole life at the very you know top of the military, um, he was hand-chosen by the government of Brazil to represent them in Syria. And one day when his United Nations convoy was crossing the city of Damascus, it was stopped at a blockade. And when he looked out his window, there was a bazooka pointed straight at him. And in that moment, he blacked out. And he woke up 10 days later in a hospital in Lebanon to find that he had not lost his life as he thought he was going to in that moment, but that he had lost his life as he had known it. He was now paralyzed on the left-hand side of his body. He had suffered a stress-induced stroke and now could not move a muscle on the left-hand side of his body. But because of all of his military training, which included a thousand jumps from a helicopter and being left in the middle of the Amazon with no lighter and no food for three weeks and just told to survive and God knows what other kind of training, he just said to himself, with my will, with my might, with my willpower, I will force myself to move. Three months later, he was flown to the Rusk Institute in New York City, still not having moved a muscle. So you can imagine the mindset of this warrior at this point. He was broken. Such deep, dark depression had invaded his life. And he just said, I'm willing to try anything. And so... When it was brought up that maybe he should try hypnosis just to improve his mindset just to overcome his depression a little bit he said sure what do i have to lose and when i was asked to help him i said i have absolutely no idea if i can help him i have no idea if hypnosis can help someone who's you know in the trenches of this deep dark depression but what do we have to lose so we both went into it not very hopeful at all um but saying you know it can't really get worse than this so let's see Uh, when I walked into the Rusk Institute that day, it was so intimidating with the surgeons and their white coats and the fluorescent lighting and everything. So sterile. And I I was so nervous And when I got there, Alexandre was lying in his hospital bed and he could barely look me in the eyes. And I just said, Alexandre, this is going to be unlike any other therapy you've done so far, your eyes are going to be closed. We're going to speak to your subconscious and we're going to see if we can improve your mindset at all. And he said, okay, let's give it a shot. So he closed his eyes. I helped him to relax into the theta brainwave state, which is the state that you access when you're in deep meditation and in hypnosis. And halfway through the session, I got this voice in my mind that said, Grace, he's military. Be militant. And I call hypnosis meditation with a goal. You would never think to be militant during meditation. So I really felt like that download came from elsewhere. And I just said, okay. Alexandra, I want you to imagine you're flying over a city at night in a helicopter. And the city you're flying over at night is a map of your brain. And you can see where the electricity is working, where the lights are on. And you can see where there's a blackout, where there's no electricity at all. Fly to the blackout and let me know when you're there. And he did. And I said, when I count down from three to one and snap my fingers, there's going to be an explosion in that place where there used to be a blackout three, going even deeper, two, trusting what comes, and one, and now the electricity from that explosion, it travels down the left-hand side of your face, it travels down your neck, travels down your shoulder, through your arm, out your finger, and I hadn't even finished the word, and he was moving his left finger, and his eyes shot open, and he looked at me, and he said, what do I do now, and I said, keep moving your finger, And the session was over. He was crying. I was crying. The nurses came in and started crying. And by the end of the session, Alessandre had this much range of motion. And that's the day I quit my job walking down fifth Avenue. I called my boss, put in my two weeks notice. The next week I launched my business with a living social, like a Groupon. And I sold 952 sessions in 24 hours. My first year in business, I did a thousand sessions making me one of the most experienced hypnotherapists on the planet after year one because most hypnotherapists don't exactly have people knocking down their door for sessions, right? And the most incredible part of the story is I ended up marrying Alexandre's son. That was the day I met my future father-in-law. That's how I met him. So it took, you know, hundreds of hours of physical therapy and dozen more hypnotherapy sessions, but now he walks without a cane. And in that moment, I saw this man in one instant go from being broken and lost to being free. And that's when I realized of all the things I'd ever studied, of all the things I'd ever tried or wanted to do to make a difference on the planet, this was the most powerful. This was the most profound. And this was the way I was going to be able to make a huge impact on humanity. So I've been on a mission to make hypnosis mainstream ever since. And we've made a dent. We've still got a long way to go. And I'm not going to stop until we accomplish our goal.
0: That is a ridiculously beautiful story. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, that is just all awesome. And, and it, it demonstrates a lot of things, but really the power of hypnosis and also for whatever reason, this massive skepticism and misunderstanding of what it is, is like so simple. You know it's it's just like you can't clear your mind, you don't know how to meditate, so here like here are any number of ways to do that because you got to move that part of you, that resistance, that consciousness that says, you know I can't quit smoking, I can't go to the gym i can't this you're basically your internal dialogue, which is only programmed to find threats and repeat thoughts essentially, so it's just like we just gotta quiet that down for one minute, and then we're gonna do it <laughs> just one second, <laughs> everything's gonna be okay um Wow. Okay. Well, what do we even go with this? Well, we could either talk about your book. Um, we can talk about like how hypnosis works, if you want, for people who who don't understand that. You can give them your version of the rundown. There's a lot I want to talk about, and I want to talk about. Are you aware of the origins of hypnosis? Where they used it in like World War One or two? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's 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 that. We should talk about that because that's amazing. Yes.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, I love that. We should definitely talk about that. We should talk about all these things. But I'm so <laughs> excited that you know that because nobody ever knows that. So now my nerd inner nerd is going to you know just yeah <laughs> grab the mic because I'm super excited. So um, in in the book and we'll be able to sort of like cross over and things and it's called Close Your Eyes Get Free. And it's really a manual on self-hypnosis because I said to myself, if I'm going to make hypnosis mainstream, that means everybody. That doesn't just mean the people who can afford private hypnotherapy sessions, which are ridiculously powerful and effective, but also cost-prohibitive for many people. And allowing you to learn how to access your mainframe, your subconscious, where all of your habits and beliefs and emotional responses reside is not something that only people with a lot of money should be able to do. So self-hypnosis teaches you how to access that theta brainwave state. It's not going to be as rapid of a transformation as someone guiding you there, but it's still going to make a huge, big difference. Um, So the origins of hypnosis actually date all the way back, as far as we know, to sleep temples in ancient Egypt. So they were these glorious things that I like. just am definitely going to reinvent eventually. Which are these, you know, they're called sleep temples. And so the misnomer of hypnosis being sleep goes back 3,000 years, where people would go into these temples, be relaxed down into a state that was not sleep, but felt. Kind of like sleep because you're that relaxed, and these priests and priestesses would whisper magic words into the ears of the people who were relaxing so deeply, and they would come out transformed forever. And there were a similar thing happening at almost the same time in Druid societies where my ancestors are from, and the you know, Scotland and Ireland and um, England part of the world where there were also temples, and priests and priestesses would whisper into the ears of people as they relaxed deeply. But more recently, um, in World War One, when there were shortages of anesthesia, hypnosis was used on the battlefield to help soldiers not feel pain when they're legs and arms were amputated upon. And what happened was the physicians at the time who started using hypnosis instead of traditional anesthesia found that recovery rates of the soldiers were so much faster that they actually ended up opting to use hypnosis instead of traditional anesthesia. Anesthesia. Not to mention, they didn't have a name for PTSD then, but it helped so much in recovery rates of soldiers who were traumatized. And unfortunately, it started being used to help people get back on the battlefield faster because it wasn't understood that that was exactly, you know, the most horrible thing that you could do, but they found that people who had been traumatized could heal so quickly with the use of hypnosis, they could heal to the point where they could actually return to the battlefield. So this is nothing new. Um, And also at the same time, hypnosis was being used in dental procedures as well, because if anesthesia was running out on the battlefield, it certainly wasn't available at home to pull a tooth. And so dentists started using hypnosis very heavily at around um, the World War I era as well, and it's still used. To this day, so if you Google um, a BBC documentary about hypnosis, it starts with a root canal being done on this little old lady with no anesthesia at all because she's allergic to anesthesia. So there's so many uses. It's been around forever, and really, all hypnosis has is a PR problem. Like as soon as somebody has. hypnosis experience they realize hollywood's been lying the stage shows are lying it's nothing like that it's over they're hooked and they love it because it changes their life and it feels awesome um but yeah once we can overcome the pr issue that's it that's like the only that's the only hurdle really
0: wow man i love all that what an awesome way to frame it pr issue (laughs) (laughs) well i did not know about the ancient egyptian sleep temples i i had heard like Things here and there, and conversations about that, but I never really correlated uh, hypnosis with it, and it and it makes perfect sense. I have a lot of questions, and people who don't know um, hypnosis are going to have a lot of questions. So let's start with the basics. Yes. And then we're gonna. I might ask you some druid stuff because I don't know if you know druid stuff, but I'm curious about that too. So cool. how does how does hypnosis work? And can, so the
1: way. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I, I was just gonna say it could be. I'm. Tra- I have a lot. It's a how and why? But you You go ahead.
1: Perfect. You got it. So here's how and why. Most people try to make changes in their life when they're totally fed up, when they're completely stressed out. And that is our least fluid state, our least adaptive state, the state where we are least able to make change. Because when we're stressed out and fed up, this wall goes up and says, We are in survival mode. We are in the fight, flight, freeze mode. It takes so much energy to create a new neurological link in the brain. We're not using any of that surplus energy because we need it to survive. We need it to run or hide or fight. And so when we get stressed out, that's why our bad habits get worse. When we're super stressed out, that's why we're biting our nails more and we're binge eating more and we're snapping at our loved ones more and we're not sleeping well. It's because all of the old patterns are now running on autopilot even more. Anything that existed before, we're just running on it on autopilot so that the body can hold on to that surplus energy in order to survive. In hypnosis, in the hypnotic state, you're getting yourself down into what's called the theta brainwave state. So if we were to put sensors on our brain right now, we'd all be operating at about beta. Beta looks like this on a screen. Beta brainwaves are your normal waking consciousness. It's just having a normal conversation. Alpha looks a little bit like this, a little smoother. A little bit more space in between that's daydreaming that's spacing out and looking out the window and having a good idea it's in the shower getting that download theta looks like this slow not like tons of space in between each line really nice and long theta is the state where you are most in tune with your creativity your intuition You're problem solving, it's where you feel the most safe and relaxed. Beneath that is delta, that's sleep, that's unconscious. So theta is where hypnosis takes place. You're in theta when you watch a movie. So when you watch a movie, you know you're in a movie theater and you know the person next to you is eating popcorn. And you know that person needs to put their phone down and stop texting because you can see their light from three rows up, but it doesn't matter because you're so engrossed in the movie. You're completely absorbed in the movie. You're buying what's happening with the different characters. You're not thinking about the fact that you have to do your taxes or reply to that email. You are engrossed in the movie. But if the fire alarm went off, you would stand up and you would walk out of the room. You haven't forgotten where you are. That's where you are in hypnosis. You know you're in a hypnosis session. You know a person is talking to you. There is no blackout state. There is no mind control. You know exactly what's happening, but you're completely immersed in the story in your mind. Now, because you're so deeply relaxed and wonderfully safe, because your brain waves look like this, you've got all this surplus energy. So when a hypnotist makes a suggestion to you and says, actually, you'd like to be a non-smoker, that's what's better for your health. That's what makes you feel more empowered. That's what makes you feel better. Then you have the surplus energy to create that new neurological link in the brain and create a new habit almost instantly. So a study found that 600 sessions of psychotherapy result in 33% improvement, 600 sessions, 33% improvement. Whereas six sessions of hypnotherapy result in 93% improvement. So it's not magic. It doesn't just change your whole life and every problem you ever had in one session. It's a process of conditioning. It's a process of creating new neurological links in your brain. However, because you are so super relaxed and feeling safe, you create those links infinitely faster than you would in beta where the wall is up and you're in survival mode. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, totally. Cool. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, so I like, the I like, <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I, I love how you explained it. Cause I, I kind of explain it in a different way. Um, so it's really good to hear how you do it. So I just talk about like the critical factor. So they'll talk about the critical factor in hypnosis being like your consciousness, you who you think you are and what you believe. So Mm -hmm. if you believe you can't quit smoking, um, and I use it in sport. It's, you know, it's in my book, too, because it works. It's, you know, I'm like a collector of tools and techniques and hypnosis works. It's great everybody should use it for everything. You learn faster, you get rid of limiting beliefs, and you can program your entire body and weighing way of being, but you need to know how to access the subconscious. And it's literally like the body is the the hardware, can't really change it to a degree, but you change the software. And then you can max out what the hardware can do.
1: Yeah, exactly. and so
0: when you get past the critical factors, like, okay, um, in sports, it's like, well, do you think you can land a double backflip or do you think you land one? It depends on where you are in the process. Do you believe you can even stand up on a snowboard, right? And you can code, figure out what those beliefs are and code them in. Same thing. You can't stop drinking, can't stop smoking. You're anxious all the time. It's an idea. And the thing is, too, that we get caught in this like repetitive loop and we're only stuck in that consciousness. And when you're stuck in that brainwave state, like you said, it's like going up and down and it is anxious. But you think that reality is that brainwave state. When it's actually not, you can switch the channel and that's where meditation comes in. That's where like breathing a sec comes in. And then in these slower wave states you have, then you bring in the consciousness and you can direct it and then you can start to kind of program. So getting past the critical factor just means that, Hey, Hey buddy, you can't clear your mind. So I'm going to help you with that. Okay. then i'm going to give you exactly what you want because you told me you want you would you would prefer this so we're going to talk about that you're going to imagine it in your body with its infinite intelligence it's just going to do it for you but we got to find that motivation so it's the simplest thing and it's so epic um do you want to talk about um you can do you want to add on to any of that
1: Well, it just makes me so happy to talk to someone who gets it. It just makes me so happy because normally when I'm being interviewed, it's by someone who is interested to learn more, but is still a skeptic. And I can't even tell you how cathartic it is for me. And I I know that of the people who are watching live from my side, I bet a whole bunch of them are my students because they are just so supportive and amazing and our, our little hypno community is so tight. But like, hearing someone from you know, like a different community get it so fully and completely is so cathartic and awesome. So I'm just over here beaming because it's awesome. It's so awesome to to see how you get it. And um, I think what's important too for people to hear is why it isn't mind control. So I'd love to explain that if, if that's of
0: interest. Yes, of course. I was going to say someone like a, I had a question loaded up around some of the myths and baloney that's out there. Yes,
1: perfect. (laughs) Awesome. So, yeah, someone might say, okay, cool. So, you're in hypnosis, you become more open to suggestion. You're able to bypass that critical factor of the mind. In the moment when Alexandre broke through his paralysis, you know, it doesn't diminish what you've been through. That's the thing that you have to realize. This isn't as simple as think happy thoughts and all your problems go away. That is insulting to people who've been struggling, right? It's, it's overly simplistic and it's insulting. But what we have to realize is from one moment to the next, uh, Alexandre believed he was paralyzed and he was. And in the next moment at the subconscious level, he believed there was electricity moving through his left finger and it was. And then he was no longer paralyzed. And so you can realize that everything you've been through is something real. And you can honor that experience and then you can choose to let it go. But if we don't choose to let it go at the level of the subconscious mind, even if we don't want it, even if we're so ready to move beyond that lesson, if, even if we're so ready to move beyond that experience, our body might be stopping us because just as you said, Matt, the programming hasn't changed. So, you know, sometimes I get people being like, you know, Grace, I've had fibromyalgia for, you know, 10 years. You're telling me that my pain is made up and if I just choose to not feel the pain that I won't. And it's like, yes and no. Absolutely not. Your pain has been real. This is a real experience. And I'm not even saying that necessarily hypnosis will completely get rid of your pain, but I have seen that happen for clients of mine with fibromyalgia. Album- Fibromyalgia, but they had to get to the subconscious level and understand why they were holding on to the pain, and then let themselves know that it's safe for them to let go of the pain, and then let themselves know that even if the pain is diminished by ten percent, that's still a massive win. Keep going. It's not like unless you get a hundred percent of the way, that's a win. It's a win if you're a little more comfortable, a little more empowered, understand your experience a little bit more. So we're not promising miracles, and we're not devaluing what you've been through, but we're saying what's possible at the level of the sub. Conscious is miraculous and it is your own body's infinite wisdom and intelligence. So, why it's not mind control? After I say this, everybody listening is going to think to themselves, Oh my god, that's so obvious. Why hadn't I thought of that before? And it's because Hollywood made sure that you didn't. But I'm glad that everyone will realize how obvious this was as soon as I'm done saying it, which is this if hypnosis were mind control, every single hypnotist on the planet would be a billionaire. That's it. Over. Plain and simple. If someone wanted to be super rich, they wouldn't go study, right, um, finance. They wouldn't go work on Wall Street. They wouldn't work at a bank. They would become a hypnotist and they would hypnotize everybody to give them their money. If hypnosis were mind control, then every single company in the world would hire hypnotists to be in their commercials. And instead of sitting on your couch at night, binge watching, you'd be getting up every 30 or 60 or 90 seconds, running to your car, starting the ignition, driving to the store and going to buy something you didn't want or need. Like you'd be, you know, in this daze, getting your downy paper towels. <laughs> Being like, oh my God, I just want to sit and watch television. Why do I keep running up to go buy things? So you cannot be made to do anything you don't want to do. So much so that if someone came to me and said, Grace, I love smoking, but I know it's bad for me. Can you make me quit? I'd say no. That'll be a waste of your money and my time. Come back when you actually want to quit because it's the only time you're going to have success. And when somebody comes to me and they say, Grace, I've got a laundry list of 45 things I want to work on with hypnosis, because that's what always happens once you start to realize all the things that it's going to improve in your life. Where do I start? I say, start with the thing that's causing you the most amount of acute pain in your daily life. What's the thing that's either causing you the most physical pain or emotional pain or making you feel like a loser or like you set these goals and you keep not reaching them? What's the thing that's causing you the most pain? Because you're going to have the most motivation to overcome that. And so therefore you will see results faster. And it'll be like a domino effect. Once you see the results, you're gonna get excited about it, and then we'll be able to move down the line to the thing where, oh, it would be nice, but it doesn't really bother me one way or another. You don't wanna start there. So um, you know, when somebody goes to see a stage show and they're like, Oh, but I really saw my friend in high school act like a total idiot, you know, they really did say that they forgot what happened after. Here's what you have to realize with a hypnosis stage show. The hypnotist is giving suggestions before they ever invite anybody up on stage. Suggestions like bite into a lemon. Close your eyes and imagine you're biting into a lemon. The people in the audience who go like this, right? Like they just tasted this super sour lemon mean that they are already absorbing suggestions. They're going along with what the hypnotist says. The people who are sitting in the audience and don't pretend to bite into a lemon and are sitting there like this, they're not going to call up on stage, right? And then when they say, who wants to volunteer to be a part of my stage show? People volunteer. They raise their hands. They say, I want the results. I want to be in a ridiculous stage show in front of all of my peers and do silly things. And the person who gets chosen was one who already showed symptoms of having absorbed a suggestion from everything they did to the audience. They've been watching. So now you've got volunteers who already were participating up on the stage now if you continue to watch the show they remove people from the stage who stop taking suggestions if it were mind control they would do every suggestion but they don't some people up there will pretend to play a trombone or pretend to be in a band or pretend their foot got stuck to the ground and they can't move it but when the hypnotist moves on to the more raunchy creepy stuff and says now hump you know hump that pole or whatever and they're not getting up to do it it 's because they made a choice. Not to do it and then that person gets removed from the stage So by the end of the stage show you're watching the one or two people who said yes to every suggestion who? Volunteered to be there and wanted to act ridiculous in front of all of their friends. So it's not mind control It has to do with choice. You have free will the whole time and the more you want the result the faster you'll see it
0: I agree with all of that and I have something to add on to it that is like kind of agreement, but also the the dark side, kind of. Yeah. Because if you don't understand what we're talking about is suggestion, and we're talking about the difference between conscious and unconscious. So I'm wondering if you can a conscious and subconscious and things like that. So if I say, "Don't imagine a purple hippopotamus unicorn," right? Or don't think about. Um, a yellow triceratops, even though I can't even remember what that looks like, or the US flag. To make sense of what I'm saying, you have to go in and figure out what I'm and, and pull up that image. Yes. So if you don't understand how suggestion works in the media and in the world and culturally and through like, it's being used on us and not in a good way. But it doesn't yes. make you like, lose all your moral ground. You know, you don't right. just like all of a sudden go do something crazy. Um, so yeah. when you understand that the other people have agendas and they're yeah. they're wanting you to do certain things, like yeah. in when I'm talking mainstream, I'm talking like so one of the examples I give that I think is is used in. I think hypnosis should definitely be popularized. I think people should understand the difference between the conscious and subconscious and how that works. And I think they should understand how suggestion works because when it's used on them, um, you know, then they can know that. So it's just like, oh, would you um, prefer to, to pay cash for this car? Or would credit be better? That is a double bind. Both of them mean you're going to buy the car, you know? Right. So there's, there's all these different tools that you can use um, for good or for not so good. Um, And so one of the things that I bring up is uh, in Buddhism, they call it mental nutriments. And so when you look out in the world and you look at at TV and media and the stories and the narratives that they're choosing, it's all the same narrative. Not only is it CSI, it's a whole group of murder shows. So when you're trying to understand a murder show consistently every single day, it's going to affect how you think and operate in the world. And if you switch up those mental nutrients, what you're absorbing through mm-hmm. conscious choice, You've got right. to understand that everything that you're experiencing is right. affecting how you operate your right. own internal system. If you right. start to change those things, that's why um, there's so much study in science that says your environment will shape who you are what yeah. you think, what you believe, how you act. So when I wanted to learn snowboarding or anything, I try to put myself in the best in the world. I didn't know about the science at the time. I just, that just seemed to make sense to me. If I want to yeah. learn hypnosis, I'm going to go around the best hypnosis in the world. I'm going to chat with them. And I'm going to learn about it, right? Cause yeah. you're going to absorb all that information, right? If you, um, are having a rough time, maybe you're hanging around with people consistently all the time. You know, If you go to the bar all the time and it's really low and dungy, but then you're like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym. Or I'm going to try a yoga class. It's going to be a different environment. So that was a bit of a rant, but I just wanted people to understand that they need to understand suggestion is happening. And what totally. hypnosis is, is a, is a choice. It's a conscious choice of what you want to program, which is super empowering.
1: Yes. And you can make
0: that choice and people don't believe that they can
1: I love this so much. So in my (laughs) book, I love this so much. I love, I'm so happy. But I go tell my husband about this. He's just, (laughs) I mean, I'm like on cloud right now, right now. So what in my book, I call it the three E's. This is who's conditioned us. It's our elders, entertainment and our environment. So Conditioning is happening throughout our entire lives, especially under the age of seven when we're pure subconscious We're operating from pure theta state our brains haven't developed to the point yet where we're operating from alpha and beta So under the age of seven, we're just pure little sponges and most of our beliefs about who we are And our place in the world and what the world means and what the the world is a scary place or a place where there's opportunities a lot most of that is formed under the age of seven so Hypnosis is not actually hypnosis, right? It doesn't turn us into these zombies who will go out and buy something we don't want to buy instantly. Hypnosis is actually dehypnosis. With hypnosis we can dehypnotize ourselves from the suggestions and the conditioning and the propaganda that we've been hearing all of our lives because just because going into one hypnosis session if I tell somebody go rob the bank for me and bring me your money that's not gonna work but that doesn't mean that the subliminal messages that we've been told our entire lives about how we're less than if we're not this body type that we're not smart enough if we don't have this SAT score that we're not contributing to society if we don't do X, Y, or Z, that we're a bad person if we don't vote this way or that way. All of those messages are building up and accumulating in our brain. And what that means is we don't know who we are. One of the things I ask in my book is who are you without the conditioning that others gave you? Who are you when you pull away all of the layers of what other people told you you should be? that's what hypnosis can allow you to do. It allows you to get to know who you are and what you believe and how you can show up as your best self in your world. And it's so empowering to be able to say, okay, my whole life I've defined myself by this weakness. Who am I without it? And like I have a client right now who just overcame this belief of it's not fair. She grew up in a communist country had to escape to America and has struggled with losing weight her whole life in in addition to a lot of other things. And so she had this narrative of it's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair, other people have it easier, other people have it this, other people have it that. And so it was true because that was the narrative. That's what she believed and so of course it was true. And so when we finally said, what if it's all fair? what happened then? And what if you just show up and do the very best you can do? And what if people aren't out to get you? And what if they're just having their experience in their silo and you can show up and, you know, react to it in whatever way? And what if they're just doing the best that they can and you're going to do the best that you can? And we started to change that. Every single thing about her life flipped on its head. Every single thing. And so I'm really happy you brought that up because it doesn't mean that people don't have agendas. It doesn't mean there aren't subliminal messages in the commercials that we watch. It doesn't mean that advertising companies aren't out to make us feel like crap, so we'll buy things to make us feel better. That's all real. But that's what's so crazy about it is hypnosis is not causing the problems, right? And if I'm going to get a little conspiracy theorist, I got to wonder why, Humans don't know about a tool that is so unbelievably powerful at helping them overcome this crap and why we think it's this creepy, dangerous thing to stay away from when actually it's the most empowering way to get in there and flip the script on things that are harming us. So yeah, that that stuff is out there, but it's not the hypnosis session. It's it's what we use to dehypnotize ourselves and get in touch with our, our greatest potential.
0: I 100% agree with all that but can you I the thing I forgot is what are the 3 Es can you define them the 3
1: Totally so it's our environment Yes. It's the house you grew up in. It's the teachers that taught you when you were in school. It's whether you grew up in the mountains or in the city environment. It's your elders. It's the belief of the people who had authority around you. When it comes to hypnotherapy, if you view the hypnotherapist as an authority, you're going to be more likely to take their suggestions because you view them as someone who knows what they're talking about and you trust them. So as a seven-year-old, that's anybody older than you. That can be an older sibling. That could be the kid on the bus who you know told you that you looked stupid in yellow and now you don't know why but you never wear yellow and you go back in hypnosis and realize when you were 6 years old this person you saw as an authority as an elder it doesn't just have to be your grandpa it's just an elder to you when you're 7 formed your belief about your world um and entertainment mm-hmm. that's the that's the third e and so that's advertising that's movies that's tv shows and um, we're very, you know, impressionable at that age. It continues for the rest of our lives, but under the age of seven, so much is done. I can't tell you how many times someone will come to me and say, "You know, Grace, I want to overcome my fear of public speaking." And I'll say, "Just out of curiosity, do you have an idea where the fear began?" It doesn't matter if you do or not; it's not going to impact the session. But I'm interested, and they'll say, "Oh yeah, in twelfth grade, I bombed a social studies report," and I'll make a little note of that. But in my heart of hearts, i ha- i I typically you know believe that there's going to be something younger than that. And 99.99% of the time there is. And then we say, let's go back to the source of when the fear began. And it wasn't 12th grade. That's like the 50th time that something happened to what we call re injure the initial instance. And what will happen is we'll go back. The person will be six years old. They'll be in their kindergarten class. They'll have colored outside the lines. Their teacher will come over and say, this is exactly what not to do. Don't color outside the lines. How could you do that? The whole class points and laughs at them. The teacher sticks it up on the blackboard and says, this is an example of what not to do. And in that moment, that person learned, it's not safe for me to share. It's not safe for me to communicate. It's not safe for me to be myself. I'm going to be made fun of. And as a six-year-old, that's the most, I mean, not all six-year-olds, unfortunately, but for many six-year-olds, that's the most um, traumatic thing they've ever been through. And that is a marker in their life and says it's safer to be small. And that actual thing happened. And, and things like that have happened to almost everyone. And so we're living, you know, I mean, there couldn't be an actual trauma that our adult brain would say that's trauma that could happen. But as a six-year-old, anything that upsets you and changes how you view yourself in the world is traumatic. And so we might be going through the world playing small and having these self-sabotage things take place all because we're still operating from a place of how a six-year-old sees the world and how empowering and awesome it is to get in there and say, actually, it's safe for you to be an Olympic snowboarder. And here's why. You don't have to keep getting injured or you don't have to you know, keep making that same mistake at the last few minutes that drags the board and slows you down by six seconds and then you know stops you from qualifying. Like it does, Whatever you're passionate about, if there's something getting in the way, you can get in there and find out what belief from when you were super, super young might've formed it.
0: Yep. Yep. I agree with all this. And I have, <laughs> I have, I'm thinking a lot of things. Okay. How do I deconstruct this? Cause there's a lot of very important stuff. So the first thing that I'll just kind of talk about is I think the overarching theme is that disempowered and empowered yeah. and ignorance and ignorance isn't bad. Ignorance is like, you just don't know. So most yeah. people just don't know where this programming came from, and then they feel trapped in it, not Mm -hmm. recognizing that they actually can change it. And like self-hypnosis, it's you're not suggesting, look, you need to come to me. That's why I love hypnosis. It's like, hey, you gotta come to Matt's hypnosis and I'll help you. And I said it weird, but it's (laughs) like, you can do it yourself. That's the whole thing. And you can just coding. I've been using hypnosis since I was a teenager, since I figured it out. I was like, holy crap, this works like magic. All right, guys, that wraps up that part one with Grace Smith. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. If you did, please share it. It goes a long way. Uh, Leave a review in iTunes. Um, Just reach out. Let me know what you think. Um, I've been chipping over my words a little bit because I've just been through the ringer, um, like I said, going to the Parliament of World Religions for a week and then uh, Disclosure Fest in Washington, D.C. There's a ton of work to do. Um, I appreciate all you guys who've been supporting the show, leaving reviews, Um, friggin' iTunes kicked my show off, uh, iTunes for no reason. And then it messed up all the algorithms. And so now my show is harder to find. So if you like it, leave a review. Cause it'll help me battle back up to, you know, it almost cut my views in half. So they really screwed me on that one. Um, so I've been I've been dealing with a lot lately. I'm not as in the groove as I normally am, but I do love and appreciate you guys for listening. Um, thank you so much for all of the support, for all the messages I've been receiving. I appreciate them. I look forward to bringing you more incredible people like Grace Smith. Uh, the second episode is really great as well. So hypnosis, I think, is something that should be taught to all kids. It's in Zen Athlete Book because it works. It's important to know how your mind works how your subconscious mind works and how to program your beliefs um to to get more of what you want uh less of what you don't to just create the reality um that you want and to understand your mind a little more so really important work i really enjoyed this episode um so let's just uh close it out. You can sign up for the email list if you want. Like I said, I'm tripping over my words because I got so much to do, but it is a good thing. And um, I'm grateful for just all of you guys. I'll be posting a lot of videos on my, uh, um, YouTube channel and uh, a lot of other stuff. Some of the projects are going to take a little bit deeper, a little bit more time. I got to do some writing. Uh, I got a lot of episodes to do. I got a lot to do. Oh my goodness. So, yes, you're hearing me rant, but uh, I love and appreciate you. I'm just going to close it off here because I'm probably not saying anything meaningful. Um, So before we close it out, let's just come to a powerful state of peace and coherence. We'll do another little mini hypnosis session. So the first part of it is to relax yourself as completely as you can. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing and taking a deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just begin relaxing yourself from the tip of your head to the tip of your toes as you let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, relaxing deeper and deeper and deeper. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose. Holding that breath and just feeling yourself relax even deeper as you should allow yourself to feel total and complete relaxation now. As you let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day and also all the limiting beliefs, everything that's holding you back and all those self criticisms just see yourself letting them go completely now. Taking in another deep breath in through your nose as you relax even deeper and just making this firm commitment to yourself to be loving kind and compassionate to yourself to be your number one supporter and just see all these times in your life where you had reason to be confident, where you knew you were worthy and good enough and you just felt super confidence and feel that energy pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being as you just let that breath out slowly with all the limitations, all the self-criticisms, all the negativity, just letting it go and just firmly coming into that commitment to be kind and compassionate to yourself Taking in one more deep breath in through your nose. And as you do, I just want you to amplify these feelings of confidence, of certainty, of kindness, of compassion to yourself. Knowing that you can create your reality, that you influence your reality, and that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And just allowing yourself to experience life completely. Knowing that it is a journey and knowing that you are taken care of, you're worthy, whole, complete, just as you are. And just let that breath out slowly. Come into total peace. Peace total relaxation. and ready to just take on the day with total confidence, peace, ease, flow, grace. And there you go. I think that's good. So that was a little self-hypnosis off the top of my head. So I think that wraps it up. Have an incredible day and I will see you in the next episode.